Thank you for tuning in at Ravenna Assembly of God. We hope you enjoy this message and are blessed from it. If you want to tune in to more messages, log on to RavennaAG.com and search under the Media tab. Thank you and God bless. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Good to see you. And uh, so glad that you're here today. And uh, kind of wondering why I'm not here. Well, we're going to have baptism first. And uh, Pastor Joe and Pastor Gary are going to be in the water together. Would you stand with me as we gather and uh, get ready for worship? And uh, just lift our voices up to Him and give Him praise for all His mercy and grace. Let's give a word for Him. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. Lord, just thank you for your grace and your mercy and your love that you have given us and shown us. We thank you for all the blessings you have given us. Lord, I just pray for this service. I pray for all the ones who are getting baptized as they go under and come back up and never the same again. Lord, I pray that you just be with us today on this Father's Day. Bless all the fathers. And Lord, I just pray that you just be in the service and, and send your Holy Spirit to send a fire through this building praise you and worship you and love you more than anything can be because how much you love us. The Lord is give you praise and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. First song is going to be a video and uh, just sing along with it and give the voice to the singer. I ran away. 
sharing some what we just love to do here. And that is to baptize people who have received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior in the name of Jesus. And with that being said, it is because we recognize that his command to us is to be saved and to be baptized. That baptism is symbolic in that we are burying the old and, and identifying in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It is an outward act of an inward work. And we here at the Venice Assembly of God believe that when somebody has received Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, we should follow with that. And so this morning we have uh, several young people that are going to be baptized in water, and I'm, I'm just talking away waiting for the first ones to come on back. Why do I say that? Because this is a special baptism for them. It's Chloe and her dad, Pastor Joe. And so Pastor Joe on Father's Day is going to be baptizing his daughter. So I'm going to step aside and let him do what he does. What do you want me to do here? Okay, Chloe, why don't you step up here for a second as your dad steps behind you. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? I asked them because if your dad keeps you under the water, you could have a problem. <laughs> Do you remember when you received Christ as your Lord and Savior? At home. That's neat. It's always a special place at home when you're with your family. And what does Jesus come to mean to you? <laughs> he could lead you into playing basketball. Okay, he might not lead you into playing basketball. <laughs> but no matter where he leads you, no matter where he directs you, it's your heart's desire to follow your heart basically. I'm going to ask you to go ahead and turn towards me and let your dad step in here and I'll just step over here. Thank you. 
not good. <laughs> Carson, if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and it's your desire to serve all the days of your life, no matter what your nature is. You remember where it was that, or whatever it was that you received Christ in your life? Okay. Love, that's what he comes to mean to us as well, huh? Yeah. He's special to you. This is, yeah, say it a little louder if you like. This is.
Would you stand with me this morning? I would love it when we know people like that. Take that step to say, yes, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. I'm also going to say if you've got kids beside you that are up here in reference to kids' church, that they are to be dismissed at this time. They can follow Pastor Melissa through that door, and they'll be taken downstairs to where they are at for kids' church. So again, if you have kids ready for kids' church, let them loose, let them go, let them be free. Let pastor be quiet. <laughs> Amen. Give me give God praise this morning. He's worthy of
that pushes all that away and says, you, just the way you are. This is not about the way you should be. It's the way you are. I love you because you exist. I love you because you exist.
of your healing virtue being released into him. Lord, we pray for Joanne. Oh, God, what a faithful servant she has been throughout these many, many years. But I pray for more boldness. I pray for words, Lord. I pray for her mouth to be open, for her to speak the words that yes. need to be spoken. Yes. And closed when they need to be closed. But Lord, I pray for a desire in heart to be changed. That in the name of Jesus, your kingdom come, your will be done. Yes. Holy Spirit, in this place here this morning, we continue to lift you up knowing that you are comforting her, surrounding her, and becoming to her what she needs you to be. Lord, I pray for needs in this church that have not been raised up at this point, that they're there. And Lord, you know each and every one, and you are still the answer to all. Great is our God, and greatly to be praised. Lord, I pray your hand upon this service, the rest of what's spoken and done, let your word go forth in boldness and clarity. Even with the kids downstairs in the nurseries, let there be your presence overwhelming them, I pray. Let your hand and your touch be upon this service. In Jesus' name. Say it with me. In, in Jesus, Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. 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 Give him praise. Amen. Hey, before you sing, do me a favor this morning. Uh, would you just mind it kind of let's let's break into something we haven't done for a while. Let's just go around and, and sort of greet each other, smile at each other. You know, be careful, watch your proximity and all that stuff, but get out of your pew and maybe go to somebody you don't know, somebody you haven't met, and just come on, you you'll you go. <laughs> Watch, take a look at this video. 
let me go ahead and remind you some things that are taking place. First of all, because of Father's Day, there is no youth tonight as far as their meeting is concerned. Just wanting them to be able to spend time with family. I also want to remind the men that this coming Tuesday, our, our, our coffee with breakfast, it's going to be our last one until September. So please be aware that this coming Tuesday morning will be our last one coming together. Next, not next Sunday, but uh, two weeks from today, 4th of July. It's hard to believe we're going to be in July already. Less than six months till Christmas. Hey, I'm just, I'm just, don't, don't, don't shoot the messenger. I'm just, that, that's, but we're going to be doing something different that day. We're calling it Casual Sunday. We're going to be having an established church parking lot service that we did, like we did for many, many weeks during the COVID season. But this time we're able to get out of our cars, we're able to set up chairs. Uh, we want to be able to enjoy the time out there together. We're going to have a, a casual come, you know, just come casual so that you can continue on that day with your family, with your festivities, with things that are taking place. We're going to come together, we're going to celebrate and thank God for what he's done, for the country he's given us. We're going to worship him, we're going to declare him, we're going to let the neighborhood know about him as well. They're going to join, I know there will be some joining back with us again like they used to do when we were having the outdoor services. Now if there's inclement weather, please know that we're going to just come right back into the church. We'll have our service in here like we normally have, but other than that, uh, again, we'll let you know for enough in, 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 in advance. If it looks like it's going to be something kind of iffy, we'll go ahead and make that switch. But if it looks good, we're going to be able to have that service outside. Afterwards, we're looking at being able to provide some snow cones, some hot dogs. If you'd like some, you don't have to. But if, you, if there's too many left over, well, I know what I'm doing for the 4th of July. And uh, so anyways, please be aware of that. That's taking place two weeks from today. Also, as Pastor Melissa shared with you last week, Kids' Night is taking place on two Wednesday nights during the month of July. They're doing this differently instead of BBS or Kids Extreme Week this, this time around as, as an outreach to the community in a lot of different ways. In other words, they'll not only be meeting here and doing things together, they're going to be preparing as well things that they're going to go out and distribute to the other kids that are in the neighborhood. So it's going to be a great night. It's going to be something that you would love to be a part of. And we're asking for adults to be involved with this as well. And I'm not sure what they're doing with my mic, but I, I think I'm fading in, out, and up and down. As you can tell, we've got the beginnings of our new sound system. I say the beginnings because it's only about 30 to 40% installed. So we are just making do with the service today. I probably noticed the new cameras that are in the back against the wall that we updating uh, as well with what we're doing instead of the other video series. So we'll be reaching on a lot of different platforms through this. But uh, so please bear with us when you hear feedback or ups and downs or booms. It's because this thing got operational sometime Thursday early afternoon. And well, we've been trying to figure it out since then, but we still got a lot of ways to go before it gets fully installed and before we get everything down. So we, we thank you for your, your help and patience with that. So please don't write any nasty notes or hang tags up anywhere or say anything to anybody. We're just learning. So we appreciate your help with that because it's, it's driving us crazy too. Don't forget, 
July 8th, we've got Build Your Own Burger with Fellowship and some other things taking place that night. We're going to be getting back in contact with each other. I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be a great night, July 8th. And again, it starts at uh, 6.30, I believe. It's not on there, but I believe it's at 6.30 that it'll start. And uh, we're going to have all the fixings for you. So the fellowship is there as well. So please be aware of that and some other things that are taking place and coming up. Throughout this summer, we've got a number of things planned. So we're looking forward to our time together with you. But God bless you as you remember those announcements. Again, we will remind you that our offering is received after the service in the lobby. It's with ushers who have blue buckets. If you see anybody out there with any other color buckets, they are not an usher. Please do not put your money in those buckets. <laughs> but we do appreciate your faithfulness. We do appreciate what you continue to walk in in your obedience in that of his ties as well as your heart for love offerings and faith promises. God has blessed the house because of you. I can say that now. Shut it down. And we thank you for that faithfulness. Father's Day. Father's Day. Why does the fathers have a tendency to act like kids all the time, too? You know, there's a commercial that you do that I just thoroughly enjoy. Harbor, harbor, harbors. Oh, yeah, those little gummy things. And you got these professionals sitting around the table talking about kids. Take a look at this.
morning we do have a special gift for you. We'd like for you to be able to just, you know, what color will the buckets be? Yellow. Yellow. Okay, yellow buckets. You don't put stuff in, you take stuff out. <laughs> so I make sure we understand that. But we do have a special gift for you afterwards. It's nothing much, it's probably made in China, but it's all we're saying and we appreciate it. <laughs> so God bless you, I have no idea what this is going to be. I want to give you a huge word this morning as we wish fathers happy Father's Day. But I have a tendency to realize that the message that I bring to you when it comes to things like Father's Day is applicable to a family as well as to individuals. This is not something I just yell at fathers about or talk to fathers about. There's more to this. And the word that I have that I want to use for you this morning, that I want to talk about this morning, is a word that I've used in the past, a word that we talked about many times. It's a word that's big in God's vocabulary. It's the word forward. Can you say that with me? Forward. Because it reminds us, that word reminds me of God's plans for us. And that is that we are always to keep moving forward. Forward. It's about the habit of facing forward that I want to speak to you about this morning. Look, I'm going to tell you flat out, you might not like me before, but i got to say it to you. If you want to follow Jesus, you cannot live in the past. Faith doesn't live in the past. Faith always looks to the future. So I just want to declare to you this morning that facing forward is the habit of looking forward. Thinking forward, talking forward, and living forward. It is the habit of looking forward, talking forward, thinking forward, living forward. Can I have all the men in the house to simply say, family forward? Family forward. Uh, let me try that again. Can I have all the men in the house? Say it one more time. Family forward. Family forward. Thank you. I, I need to hear that gruff, ugly sound. Family forward. <laughs> Sounds good. Can I have the lady say it? Family forward. Okay. It gets dangerous from here, so I just wanted some nice conversation to begin with. With God's help, I believe our church needs to be a family of people that face forward. With God's help, we will always be a, a family of people that are focused <coughs> excuse me, on the future, not on the past. A, a, a church that's full of hello, expectation, anticipation, hope, faith, that the best days are not behind us, but the best days are indeed in front of us. Can somebody say that? Amen. You see, one of, the constant, one of the constant themes of the scripture is the theme of facing forward. Let me show you a couple of scriptures. You've got them there in your notes. It says, brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind, uh, Forgetting what is behind, hello somebody, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is what? Ahead. 
I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Man, if that doesn't ring some bells, I don't know what does. Paul's saying, I'm, I'm forgetting the, the things that are behind and, and, and straining, straining toward that which is ahead. I mean, you know, sometimes it's exactly what it takes. Sometimes it's, it's work, it's a strain. And not from Isaiah 43 there, it says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Forget about the former things. Do not dwell. Doesn't mean you don't remember. It just simply says, don't dwell on the past. Hello? And, and, and take a look at what Luke says in chapter 9, that Jesus replied, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. Hey, those are heavy-hitting verses. I believe that Jesus here in Luke is addressing the whole idea that if you're looking back, you can't go forward. You're not helpful to the kingdom. You're not helpful to the purpose of the kingdom. But let's be real. One of the greatest challenges for a father, in fact, one of the greatest challenges for all families is to keep moving forward. And think about this. Because reality, most families get stuck. What we can we, oh man, we start out with dreams and excitement when, when we're young couples, right? Get on the way, we're, we're going to get married. We're going to have kids. We're going to have a nice little house. We're going to have this job. And, and most families are like that. But then they get stuck and held back, bogged down. Listen, hear me very carefully. Because what happens with families is, is then, then we settle for places that we were meant to go through. We settle for places that we were meant to go through. We settle for places that we were meant to go through. Kathy and I have been married years. 45 and a half. Yeah. Pray for her. See, there's one thing I found out in that 45 and a half years is there are a lot of challenges that families face that can cause us to just get bogged down and settle in places that we were meant to go through. In Genesis chapter 11, you have Abraham's father, whose name was Terah. And Terah was on his way with his family to Canaan. That, that was the promised land that God had promised them. And while he's on his way to Canaan, Terah had to go through a city that was called Horeb. And rather than going through, Terah stopped in that city. And we don't know why he stopped. We don't know what the purpose was for sure, of, of why Terah stopped there. He wasn't meant to stop there, and it wasn't God's plan for him to stop there. What we do know is that place where he stopped 
was a city called Horan. Terah also had a son by the name of Horan that had died at a young age. So no father, let's face it, loses a son without heartache, without grief. And even though we don't know it factually, it's entirely likely that the reason that Terah stopped and settled in the city of Horan was because he was living and reliving the pain of his past. Let me just say to you today, let's not stop in the places that we are meant to go through. Let's, let's not stop in those places that we are meant to go through. Let's not stop. Let's not stop. You are going to go through some stuff in life. You are going to face some challenges in life. Tara might have had good intentions. He might have been thinking that they would just stay there a few days. And with that sentimental regard and memories that he see, but that he began to memorialize a past season of his life. You know, it may not be the passing of a loved one, but we all go through things in life, and the idea is to get through what you've been going through. To get through what you've been... Look, it's like the psalmist says, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, and what? I will fear no evil. Why? Because you're with me. In other words, the psalmist is saying it's, it's not as hard to stay in the valley, to linger in the valley, to, to build a house in the valley. The good news is that Abraham's family didn't end there with his father, Terah's decision. And after some time, there in Genesis chapter 12, it says, The Lord had said to Abraham, or to Abram, leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on the earth will be blessed through you. So Abraham left, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abraham was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, all the positions that all the positions, all the possessions they had accumulated and the people they had acquired in Haran. And they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. Now, let, 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 me, let me just say this. It, it, it all starts by us getting up and getting through and moving on past this place, the place where you have been, the struggle that your family has had. Look, look. I, I don't know what you're going through. I understand that. I'm not pretending to. I, I don't know what you're going through, the challenges that are in your life. But the thing that you need to know is that when Abraham went, the Bible says in verse 4, he took with him his nephew Lot. He took with him Sarah. He took with him family. His nephew and all the things that they had accumulated with where they had been and, and set out for the land of Canaan. And it says that they finally arrived in the place that God planned for them to be. 
So, so remember this. The family that looks forward moves forward. Let me just say that again. The family that looks forward moves forward. There's a lot of families that are stuck. They're not looking forward. All they do is bring up the past. They, they, they look at what they don't have rather than what they do have. They look at what they've walked through. Look, the family that looks... Oh, let me go right on and add this. What we look at and what we focus on always affects the direction that we go. What we look at and what we focus on affects the direction we go. So we're either going back or we're going forward. Think about it. Because for a family to move forward, members of the family have to look forward with vision, with expectation, with focus on the future, not on the past. What's your family focusing on? Dad, what are we leading them in? What's the vision? What's the heart? What's the expectation? Every family has a story. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, we got a story. <laughs> Boy, is it a good one. And, but, but some people are like, well, you don't know my story. You don't know, you don't know what I'm going through. And I'll just be glad, you know, Every family has a story, and every day your family story is continuing. We have chapters in our family's life. Chapters are just chapters. They're not the entire novel. There's new chapters being written all the time. We all have stories, but the main thing that we have to remember is to keep looking forward. To keep looking forward. I'll guarantee you, if you're not, you're hanging on to a lot of unforgiveness, bitterness, anger, other hurts, pains, difficulties. You're more of a victim. You're more of somebody who defines their life by their past rather than what they know is in store for what God has purposed for them. There's so many things that limit us, that set us back because of our focus, not being on the future, not being forward, but backwards. It's about not getting stuck when we go through the grief, when we go through the pain. The truth is, and I'm going to tell you straight up, there's a lot of people throughout the years that I've been here that have moved forward from pains, from difficulties, from loss. And they have inspired others in the family, in this church. It's been something that's been uplifting, but something that, you know what? It's hard. It doesn't mean it's easy for them. They can get back. No, 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 no. It's hard for them. But their forward movement inspires others. It's hard. It's hard. It's one thing, friend. I know. It's one thing to talk a good line that I'm going to serve God. And I'm going to do this, and I, I'm going to do that. But it's another thing when trouble comes, hello. And challenges come, and heartaches come, and adversity comes. But there's nothing like having friends around you and people who are examples in your life that when a storm hits, when it comes and, and impacts their world, 
They just keep going forward. They, they can't explain to you what's going on or answer the question as to why. But the difference is they walk by faith and not by sight. I've I found that there's nothing like having people around you who persevere, who walk by faith, who go through real stuff, and they don't quit. There's nothing like having friends and people in our lives who know that, that you know they're hurting, but while they're hurting, they're still worshiping, and they're still honoring God, and they're still trusting God. And they have made up their mind that no matter what happens, that they are going to, they're not going to look backwards, they're going to look forwards. Because they know God has more in store. So, so understand this, this next point. We miss the future if we hang on to the past. I can say a lot. We miss the future. But we hang on to the past. It's not just, what can I say? Let's put it simply. It's not just looking at the bad in our past. That hurts us, yeah. But honestly looking too long at anything in the past, whether it be good or bad, will cause you to miss the future. One of the big stories in the Bible is the story of Exodus. You know, the Israelites heading out of Egypt into the Promised Land, and they were supposed to go from, from a, like a three-day to, to an 11-day journey, and it ends up being 40 years. That's an extended stay. And, and, and on top of it, all they do is keep going in circles. God had just meant for them to go through the wilderness, get through it, and keep moving forward. They got to the wilderness, and they got stuck in the wilderness, and they missed their future because they kept looking back. They were reminiscing about what was good in Egypt. Now, I'm trying to capture this dynamic. Just, you know, when they're in Egypt, they were slaves. And God had provided a better place for them called the Promised Land, where they would have their own land, and, and build their own houses, plow their own fields, raise their own children, freedom, and they'll be able to pass on a great legacy. But they are at the in-between stages. And in the in-between stages, you're going to face some things, friend, that are going to influence you if you are not careful to start turning your head, if you start turning your head from the visions and the promise of God. They are in the wilderness and God is providing miracle manna from heaven. And its purpose was to sustain them. Not to give them a, a, a menu with 101 items on it. it. It might not have been steak and potatoes, I understand that, but God is providing. And the truth is that's how God, a lot of times, is going to be in your life when you're going from the old to the new. He's going to provide that which is sustaining. Maybe not the state of potatoes. And rather than facing forward and keeping their minds on where they were going and the promises and a vision and a hope and the expectation of, of God doing incredible 
big, huge, great things in their lives, they started reminiscing about the fact that they had great food back in Egypt. Leeks, onions, all different vegetables, spices. And all we got is, what is it? Matter burgers. <laughs> Matter bread. Matter pot pie. They got all their attention on the past. And when they got their attention on the past, it caused them to miss out on the future. Do not assume for one minute that you can be looking back in your life and still experience all God has for you in your future. Because the enemy uses that illusion many, many times. It's like saying, whatever the will of God is, it'll happen. Whatever God wants to do, this is going to happen. Hush up. I'm being polite. You don't know what you're talking about. When you look back, you miss out. Period. It's, it's not because God is not a good God and doesn't have something for you, but it's because you're always looking in the wrong way. And you've got your focus on the wrong thing. Well, I've watched over the years. I've been here 26 years. I started pastoring this church when I was 15. <laughs> you know, this year I, I, I hit that magical number of 65. I know I don't think it. It's not funny. It wasn't meant to be funny. But I've watched especially even in my own generation. I've watched as churches evolve, the transition, as the churches move forward. I've watched people who have gotten stuck, especially like within my generation, they've gotten stuck with their kind of church, what they expected church to be. And when things changed or things would happen, that would be a progressive that would move forward, you would have thought that we had violated the Ten Commandments. Well, what's wrong with the stuff that we used to do? Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. But we're just moving forward. God's bringing new life, bringing in, breathing in new life in a new generation. God told me a long time ago, the church is not my generation's church anymore. And it's not the generation behind me. It's the generation behind them. And we need to let them, encourage them, strengthen them, lift up their hands, guide them into building and going after God for the fulfilling of the church's purpose. But how many 
people, even in my own group, I'll just say that we get sentimentally attached to certain things. And, 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 and what we do when we get sentimentally attached is, is that we make it a shrine. And then we worship that. We develop what God calls tradition. There's a portion of scripture that's found in Ecclesiastes there in your notes. I hope. Nope. Missed that one, didn't I? That's why I bring this up so if I missed it, I know you're missing it. Could you do that for me? Ecclesiastes. That's, that's in the Old Testament. <laughs> Chapter 7, verse 10. Oh, it's up there. Follow this. Oh, I did put it there. Do not say, why were the old days better than these? For it is not wise to ask such questions. Did you even know that was in the Bible? Probably not. Because for a lot of us, it's something we want to skip over. I don't want to read a book that I can't even pronounce, Ecclesiastes. But notice what it says. Do not say, why were the old days better than these? For it is not wise to ask such a question. All I'm trying to say is that many a good person is missing out on today and tomorrow. And sometimes it's just in the natural family, you know, we want our children to be what? Three again. Mama's not that good. They want three, man. I want my child to be three. No, thank you. Because I know that when they were three, you were wishing that they were 30 and out of the house. <laughs> but see, understand something. That's what the enemy does do. He always puts us in a different time zone. He puts us in a different era, in a different season. And it happens in the church. It happens in our natural family. And the Bible says, don't say why were the old days better. Do you know why? Do, do you know what the Bible? Do you know why the Bible says that? Because if you think that way you are going, if you think that the way that you are going to miss out, well, what's going to happen is you're going to the way that you're looking at you're going to a parent who wants their 14-year-old to be three again is going to miss out on what that 14-year-old is all about. And that parent that wants their three-year-old to be 30 is going to miss out on all that that three-year-old is all about. You miss out on the joy of your college students. If you're looking back to what they were, if you're looking back to, to, to your old church, you're going to miss out on your new church. If you're looking back at what it used to be like and, and, and what you liked about the past, so I wish we were back there. I just, I would if, if that is your mindset, I want to tell you this morning, please hear me, that you are going to miss out on what God has for you right now. Yeah. Let, me, let me give you my last point here this morning. And that is, facing forward is to continue to do what God has called us to do. Facing forward, facing forward, is to continue to do what God has called us to do. Let me, let me just... We're, 
us aren't even aware that there's a call in our lives because we're so busy looking the other direction of what used to be, of what could have been. Sometimes, friend, facing forward is not necessarily like I'm going to do this new thing. Sometimes it's just continuing to do. Sometimes facing forward does mean that doesn't mean that you are going to do something different. Oftentimes it just means continuing to do what you've been doing and doing it with confidence, doing it with faith, that as we continue to do what we've been called to do, God will continue to do his work in us. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, says, Being confident of this, that he who has begun a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ. He who has begun a what kind of work? A good work. Where? In you. Will carry it on. Who's going to carry it on? He is. Get that in an understanding. He will carry it on to completion. He's going to finish what he started. He's going to finish where he's taking you. What stops him is our focus. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 46, talks about the people of God, the followers of Christ, that every day they continue to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. There was something going on as they looked forward. They weren't thinking back to this. They weren't thinking back to that. They were forward thinking, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord, as a result of that, added to their day, number daily those who were being saved. Really, honestly, with the life that you live, with the way that you live it, with all that happiness in you, can you walk up to somebody and say to them, I want you to have what I have. I want to tell you about Jesus so you can have what I have. I doubt it. Because we're full of judgment, we're full of discord, we're fill, filled with looking back at the past. Fathers, family, church, it's about going forward. Fix your eyes on the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before Can I, can, I, can I put it to you this way? Is she okay back there? Just want to make sure you go back. What we end up doing is looking at our hurts, looking at our failures, It's about 
moving forward. What's God planning for you? What does God have in store for you? Where is God leading you? Where is God taking you? So, look, dads, church, I, I, I want to be, let's continue to do what we've been doing with vision and faith, facing forward, continuing with fresh expectations to take a stand and a refusal to allow those thoughts to turn our focus of our hearts and our mind and set away and, and, and turn away from them and face forward instead. I, I believe this morning for every family in this house that God is making you a part of something fresh. Something new. Something strong. I declare it's time to face forward. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Can you give God praise just right when you say this morning? We'll just stand with you this morning. Thank you, Jesus. You don't put us on hold. You don't stop us. You don't shut us down. In fact, your heart is for us, not against us. You've got a future and a hope plan for our lives. And I just pray that we will turn our focus, our eyes upon the author and perfecter of our faith. Forward. Forward. Vision. Faith. Expectation. Anticipation. This morning, I want to ask this question. <laughs> You're in this house, and, and reality is, you know what? Maybe you've been just gotten distracted along the way. Maybe your life's been pulled to the left or the right. Maybe your focus has gone down a different direction. This morning, God's dealing with your heart. You, you know that life is not the way it's supposed to be. You know you're not living life the way you were purposed to be. God's been talking to your heart and your spirit here, there, and especially here now. And he's calling you to look forward.
to a place where his forgiveness and grace becomes what you need is forgiveness and grace. If you're here this morning and you don't have a relationship with him, you've never asked him into your life before, or maybe you have, again, you have a distracted forgiveness because you've been walking by sight now. This morning, it changes here. It changes now. And that's you. Right where you stand. Would you, would you affirm that from your heart this morning? Right? Just lifting up your hand right where you're at. Affirming, that's me. That's my life. I'm saying, I'm looking forward to Jesus. I'm following him this morning. I'm saying, yes, he is the one. I'm saying, This morning, would you just right where you're at, slip up your hand? Because it's yes to what he's doing. Thank you, Father. I thank you so much in this place for all that you've done, for the lives that you've changed, for those who have come to know you as Lord and Savior. Lord, I thank you for these kids this morning. Scared me there, Carol. <laughs> Would you mind, ladies, stretching your hand out to them that are around you? Be they fathers, be they single, no children, doesn't matter. They're influencers. <laughs> I like that. Spray for <laughs> in front and behind. In the name of Jesus. Ladies, say it with me. In the name of Jesus. Let them know wisdom. Let them know insight. Bless them. Encourage them. Let them be men of God. Men of faith. Guide them. Instruct them. Favor them. Bless them. Use them in ways they never thought they could be used. May they understand God's plan in their lives. Thank you, God, 
for the men in our church. To God be the glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give him praise. place where you know that 
there needs to be some repairing. There needs to be a new focus. There needs to be new lights. God's ready to meet you here, and we're ready to pray with you. But Father, I pray that this be a blessed day. This be a day where, yeah, we remember, but we don't get stuck. We don't dwell on the past where you have the future. I know what it's like to say, well, I don't want to go to the future with what, with, without what I had in the past. The enemy loves to keep us there. And it's kind of natural in a human way as well, but God's plan has through his scripture has told us, has shown us there's more in store. And my prayer is, God, that they not miss out on their future because they're stuck in the past. Bless this church in going forward. Bless these families in going forward. Bless, I pray, each person in going forward as you heal their land. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. These altars are open. We invite you to find a place of prayer. The worship team should be singing over me and hushing up right now. But I invite you to find that place of prayer around these altars. Thank you.